This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark Stitchin, and with me today is Dee Ayala. Hello. Hello. Hey, did I say that correctly? You did. <laughs> uh, I, I always worry about people's names. It, it, I, I Even people that I know, I butcher their names all the time. <laughs> That's why I gave you the short version and not the long version well, of my name. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that because I, I, I could write it down and, and write it phonetically and I will still mess it up no matter what. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's a curse, I think. Um, oh, no. So, uh, but yeah, so we met on uh, Yahweh Cafe, which Jen, uh, who was last week, uh, spoke mm-hmm. about and she started and, and you're... you're you were on there, and I know you share. Uh, I, I even saw that you did go live. I, we were talking about that a couple minutes ago, but I saw you went live uh, and, and was sharing some things on Facebook. How, how long have you known Jen? Have you known her for a while? Uh, I've known Jen, I guess it's probably about a year, a year and a half now, but we are extremely, extremely close. That's awesome. And uh, and so and you, you've seen the post and, and put some very upbeat things. I, I kind of was looking back today to see see what you put and and i have to say I, I was truly blessed by by some of the things you post and 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 i was able to watch some and and i appreciate that i think facebook is needs a ministry where you know needs a, people need to recognize facebook as a ministry where they they get away from the negative and post the positive amen that's my purpose in using facebook all for the glory of god that's awesome and and because there's just there's just so much negative stuff out there nowadays Mm-hmm. So uh, here at Amazed by God, we kind of, you know, like to collect testimonies and, and hear what God's done amazing, because we believe that that faith comes by hearing. And sometimes that hearing is also hearing what God's done in other people's lives. Uh, so I asked you, Dee, what has God done amazing in your life? Well, there are so many things, Mark, that God has done that's been amazing in my life that um we, we'd be on here forever. But um. You know, I, I really felt led of the Lord to share um, something major that he did in my life quite quite some years ago, and that was um, restored my marriage um, after uh, my husband had committed adultery. Um, my husband and I had been married, um, by that time I think we had been married about 15 or 16 years um, we were both serving the Lord. Um, so the last thing that I ever thought was that my husband would um, would commit adultery. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband was uh, about eight years older than me. So I, I, I was the younger one. So I thought I had that in my favor, too, that I was much younger <laughs> than him, you know. <laughs> um, but that didn't hold him. Um, 
And, um, you know, it, 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 it was just really weird the way it happened because, um, I, I recall that he had attended a, um, oh my goodness, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, a, a men's event called, uh, Promise Keepers. Oh That's yeah. What it was. Yeah. I remember Promise yes. Keepers. Yeah. So he was there with, um, several, uh, several guys from our church. Um, and lo and behold, I did not find out till, till the affair came to, you know, was revealed that on that day, um, instead of being, um, you know, tuned into what the Lord was, was, uh, um, sharing through the ministers, he was, he was, um, receiving calls from his mistress. Um, so, you know, that just uh, put such a bad taste in my mouth. And, um, you know, I, I, I remember, seeing some signs and and the signs were him um, coming home late from work, a man who used to be home every day right after work at like five o'clock. And suddenly it was eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. And then when it started being, you know, three, four in the morning, I knew for sure something was going on. Yeah. Um, So, you know, make a long story short, the bottom line is I, um, I approached him about it and I will say that it was not in a very Christian way. (laughs) Um, um, I was very upset. Um, and, uh, when he came home one day at six in the morning, I, I just had had it by that point. And, um, you know, and I said, you're going to let me know what's going on here. Um, and he then informed me that, you know, that he had been speaking to this young lady who was younger than me. Um, and this all started because he and I were making plans to go to Italy and a cousin of his, um, knew someone who could give him a, um, a calling card, um, so that we can call back and forth to Italy and it'd be a lot cheaper, you know? Oh, yeah. So this was the lady, the, the friend of hers that he knew was the mistress. And, you know, one thing led to another and he started, um, having an affair with this, with this lady who also had a child that was about, I think around the same age, a little younger than my daughter. Oh, wow. Um, so now I'm struggling with a man who is being unfaithful, um, I'm trying to be strong and 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 um, you know hold the house down while my poor daughter, who at the time I think may have been about 10 or 11, could not understand what was going on. Where was her father? Because she and her father were extremely close, you know. Yeah. Um, so she couldn't understand where her daddy was. Um, you know, he lied to her and told her that he had to stay with his with her grandmother for a while because grandma was not feeling well. Um, you know, and it finally got to the point that I said, I I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't lie like that. You know, this is a lie and it's not right. Um, so I finally, you know, told him, you, you're going to have to tell your daughter what's really going on here. Tell her something, but you can't keep lying to her. So, um, you know, this went on for quite some time. It was very painful because um, I'm going to age myself a little bit here, but there was a movie called Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> you know, Invasion <laughs> of the Body Snatchers is 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 a running joke in my family, so I'm very, very familiar <laughs> with that, that movie. Well, you know, it was like I really felt like my husband had been invaded by someone because I would look at him and I would say, well, it looks like him. But I don't know who that is. Yeah. You know, it, it it was just he had become someone totally, totally, totally different. So um, was was he, you know, I, I, I know that people can still be Christians and be living in sin and everything else. Was he still professing to be a Christian or did he, you know, kind of set that part of his life aside and, and go 
you know, full full on with with, you know, the sinful life, so to speak? Well, you know, uh, using using a, a secular song back in the day. Um, what's his name? I can't even remember the guy's name, but there was a song called um, Living La Vida Loca. Um, <laughs> Ricky that Martin. is what he was doing. Vicky Martin. Yes, that is what that's what my husband was doing. He went back to smoking cigarettes, which he had not done in years. Um, he was drinking up a storm. Um, he was doing everything. But yet in the midst of that, he would still. Um, try to share the gospel with the mistress, you know? So it was just, it was just the weirdest thing. And I remember one day he came to the house and he said to me that he had this really um, strange dream. And he was talking about um, when, when uh, the, uh, when, when that went in, in the Bible, when it speaks of the, the, um, Oh my gosh, the the demon that the apostles were trying to get out or something like that, and someone else went to help, and and it was like you know Jesus I know, but this one I don't, or something to that effect, yeah. and and it was speaking, and basically it was him, you know. So I was trying to, as he said to me once once the Lord restored our marriage, I was I was being Jesus with skin on for him, you know, um, because with everything that he had done, um, I continued, which is what I felt the Lord tell me to do was to continue to show him unconditional love. Um, and that was the hardest, hardest thing for me. And, and I remember that I had prayed just before this all happened, I had prayed for the Lord to help me understand what grace was. I want to be a Proverbs wife, grace, a, a wife full of grace. Boy, I had no idea what I was going to go through by praying that, you know, oh, yeah. um, but it was grace that I really had to show him um, because the things that he did was just, you know, beyond uh, beyond comprehension. Sometimes like we had a, a, a um, joint checking account and and he would get paid and he would take out his money and and then he would take out you know, my pay also. And yeah. I'm like, I got to pay the bills here. And this guy's going bananas, taking money out. And, you know, and it's because he was taking this woman out all over the place. And, um, it, it was just a really difficult time. Um, he came, I actually let him come back home to the house five times. And, um, at the fifth time I heard the Lord say to me, are you going to let him back in when I say, or are you going to continue to do it your way? You know? And, um, the Lord speaks to me a lot in dreams. And in one dream, he showed me a, a really beautiful, shiny key. Um, and the other key was, was, was like, um, really, you know, like dark and, and, and bent and everything. And, and, and the Lord spoke to me then to let me know, you know, the one key represents you, you know, the other key represents him and he's not ready. There are still some things that I need to do, you know, in him before he can come home to you, you know? So at that point in time, I, 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 I listened to the Lord finally, um, instead of listening to my heart. Um, and I took some, um, some steps to try to protect myself, protect my love for my husband, and also to protect my daughter. Um, and those were some boundaries that I really felt I had to put in place, boundaries such as, you know, you want to spend time with your daughter, I'm off for that, but you're not coming to this house. We had a beautiful house with an in-ground pool and everything. You're not coming to the house to do that. You know, mm -hmm. you, you, you'll meet your daughter and you'll take your daughter out somewhere and you'll have a good time with her. And then when you're done, I'll pick her up or you'll bring her here. 
Um, you know, my thinking being, if you don't live here anymore, then you're not going to, you know, to enjoy the benefits of, of this house anymore. Yes. Um, so this went on for uh, quite some time. In total, my husband was out of the house for like 15 months. Um, during that time, like I said, I allowed him back in the house five times. Um, my daughter became such a prayer warrior. I mean, she, God used her to speak words to me that just when I was ready to give up, she would, you know, God would give her a scripture or something that she would, she would share with me that would shake me up. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is my little girl, you know? Um, for example, one day I said, you know, I said to her, I'm sorry, hun, but I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. um, by that time, she knew what daddy was doing and she knew he was having an affair. And and she used to tell him, you know, adulterers go, don't go to heaven, daddy. You know, what are you doing? And and um, and when I said to her that I couldn't do this anymore, she said to me, mom, what does the Bible say about how many times you're supposed to forgive? And what does the Bible say about the prodigal son? This is your prodigal husband, mom, you know, and I have to, you know, I have to just thank the Lord that he used my daughter um, to keep me focused on what God wanted, you know, because I know that God had said to me, this is beyond you and your husband. This is bigger than mm -hmm. you guys. Um, so, I'll, so, you know, my pastor at the time even said to me, because I had a, a, my whole church, our church, they were all praying, yeah. you know, and my pastor one day came to me and said, D, I have to tell you that you got more faith than I do, because it is going to take a real miracle to fix this marriage, you know? Um, and when he said that, it sort of shook me up like, am I losing my mind? Should I really just be letting go here? You know? Um, but I knew that I wasn't, you know, and it, it was just those moments where I would, um, where I would just start to doubt and then God would do something. I used to call them like little, little windows of encouragement where he would send someone, you know, or he would send my daughter, he would do something that would encourage me, that would give me the strength to go on. Um, you know, I, I remember I was at work one day really late. It must've been like about seven o'clock and the phone rings and I'm like, who is calling here at this time, you know? <laughs> and I answer the phone and I tell you, I just was like blown away because it was from um, someone from um, Schombach Ministries calling me, asking me if I needed prayer. Oh. And I'm like, are you kidding me? How did they get this number? You know? Yeah. So, you know, it was those little things that God would do just to encourage me to keep going on. And, um, you know, I, I remember there was a time where uh, a very close friend of mine from my job, um, um, he worked, I was his supervisor. And I always used to say he was like my armor bearer because he just looked out for me in such an amazing way. Um, and he was, he was, you know, in his late 40s. Um, or early forties, I should say. And, um, he was, he was running a race and he had a heart attack. Mm. Um, and he, and he, and he died. And, um, I remember calling my, my husband saying, you know, this is what happened. Um, and he knew him. And I said, I could use some support, you know, can you come and 
be with me? And he was like, absolutely. And he came out there to be with me. And instead of him supporting me, I had to support him because he was hysterical crying. And I was like, Lord, what is going on here? So, you know, uh, fast forward to the weekend, um, that weekend he was going to pick up his daughter to, to, you know, to take her out. And um, when I went to go, you know, they had the, they spent the day together when I went to go and pick her up at a parking lot, I heard the Lord say to me, ask him who would he want on his deathbed? And I was like, I don't want to ask him that because he's going to be like, she's starting up again, you know, and, and, you know, but I was obedient. And I said to him, I said, I'm going to ask you a question. You do not have to answer me. This is just between you and God, but I need you to think about this, you know? And I, I laid it on him and, you know, when you sort of see like that light bulb go off from somebody, you know, I saw that look and then I just got in the car and I drove away and within minutes he called me hysterical crying saying, you know, it's you, it's you, it's no one else but you that I would want there on my deathbed, you know? And, and, and it was like, we would go back and forth with this, you know, he'd say he want to come back home. He'd say he was, um, you know, he, he, he was remorseful and so forth, but this woman had such a hold on him that all, and I saw it you know, with my own eyes that all she had to do was call and he would hear her voice. And it was like a drug that would just drag him back, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just, it was an incredible, incredible force. And I, you know, I finally realized that, you know, what the Bible says, we, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, you know? And I finally said, okay, I know what this is. And, and I had a buddy of mine that they used to call us the twin towers of prayer. Um, because when we would, when we would get together and pray, forget it. We were tearing down all kinds of strongholds in the name of Jesus. Um, and she and I and another friend just got together and and we just started warring. We just started warring against, you know, the 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 spirits that that were on this woman. We were warring that she would be freed and delivered from it um, because she had a history of 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 um, being a mistress, you know, yeah. of, of being with married men. Um, so clearly there was something in her life that had her, you know, doing this, um, and for my husband to be freed from her, totally freed. Um, and just when I thought I couldn't, you know, do it anymore, I I heard the Holy Spirit saying to me one day that to get him to get rid of all his clothes, whatever he had left in the house, get rid of them and buy him new clothes that are because the new clothes will not be defiled Mm -hmm. and to get him a new, um, wedding band. And I fought that mark so hard because I'm like, well, geez, if anybody should be getting a brand new diamond <laughs> ring, it should be me, not him. You know, yeah. I didn't defile the marriage bed, you know, but, you know, I, I, I wasn't obedient right away because I had a hard time with that. And and my my buddy Gail, you know, may she rest in peace, um, called me up one day and she said, D, did you buy your husband that ring? And I'm like, no, she's like, well, you are holding up what God wants to do. So go and buy that ring already, because that's what he told you to do. (laughs) Gotta gotta love friends like that, that will just tell it to you straight. Yeah, you know, so I'm like, okay. So I said, well, if I'm going to get him a ring, I'm going to get him a ring that has a big old cross on it. So if he ever thinks of defiling this marriage again, he's going to look at that (laughs) cross, you know. So that was my thinking. And a friend of mine from church um, told me that, I needed to give my husband this book that he read that was amazing. Um, a book by um the author's name, I think was Stu Weber. I think it was the three pillars of a man or something like that. 
And um, so I got it for my husband on audio cassette and I waited until, you know, I felt it was the right time that the Lord was saying, give it to him now. And I, I gave it to him then. And my husband listened to it and called me up, um, you know, caught me up one day, just crying hysterically again. And I'm like, Lord, is this, is this time? Is it real? Is it real? Is this it this time? And, um, you know, he was apologizing and he wanted to, to, he wanted my pastor's number, our pastor's number, and, and some of the deacons who had reached out to him to apologize to everybody. And, and would I let him come back home? And I struggled with that because I said, you know, I'd let him home five times. I can't do this to my daughter again, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I heard God saying, this is it, you know, but I, I was still fearful. Um, so I told him that he could come back home, but I told him, I said, I have a real trust issue. Um, and this, you know, we got to work on our marriage and, um, you know, so you can come back home, but you're sleeping in the guest room. So my dear friend, Gail, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got a hold of me, you know, cause you know, she was talking to me and she's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, well, you know, I was hesitating about letting him back, come back home. And she's like, I cannot believe you. We have been getting up every day at five 30 in the morning, you know, for the past, you know, 12 months praying. And now you're taking your time about letting him back in the house, you know? So I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna let him in, but he's going to sleep in the guest room. And she's like, he will not be sleeping in the guest room. Is that what God told you? you know? <laughs> so, you know, I finally, I, I just took it to the Lord and I just shared with the Lord that I was really struggling and trusting him again. And I just know that I know that I know that God said, but you trust me. And if you trust me, then you know that this is going to be okay because I'm going to make sure that it's okay. Cause I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to restore your marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was that it, it, you know, I always said to my husband, I love you, but I love God a lot more than I love you. And it is my love for God and my, my, my obedience to God that kept this marriage together. Because if it were me for my flesh, I would have thrown your clothes out, put them in the driveway, put some lighter fluid on them and burn them. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so I know that it was only God that allowed, you know, this to happen. And, and, and for him, when he finally came home, I learned that while he was out there, um, he he gave this woman an engagement ring. And yeah. I'm like, how could you give an engagement ring? We were still married, you know? Yeah. Um, but but Mark, it 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 didn't end with that because the part that I didn't tell you is that when I went and I got him the ring and everything, thinking, okay, this is what God, you know, wanted me to do. So let me finally do it. Um, he finally left that girl. He he left her, you know. God had me call him one day because God said to me that. He didn't feel like you needed him, you know. He felt like you disrespected him. So I learned a lot um, through the mistakes that I made in my marriage. Not that that justified anything he did, but we both, ha- you know, yeah. we both played a role, you know. So I couldn't be blind to the role that I played, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 he ended up leaving that other girl, but then ended up going to another woman, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm like, how much am I supposed to take, Lord? And and God told me because He reminds her him of you and he has too much shame right now to come back to you you know so god had to remove him from that shame and by me continuing to show him that unconditional love he finally 
took the chance that, okay, God is behind this, you know, she's let me come back home. Let me try and work on this, mm-hmm. you know? And I will never forget it. I tell you, I, when I think of it, I could just see it like, like it just happened when he was in our living room and he just looked up at me and he says, wow, hun, my home is my sanctuary. You have no idea how blessed I am that I am here with my family, you know? Mm -hmm. And that just like, it just touched me so much that he finally, he's finally home. He's got it. You know, yeah. we're, we're good. You know, God, God restored our marriage. And, 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 and Mark, if you were to see my Bible and I will not get rid of this Bible, it is held together by, by duct tape. Um, because while that time that he was out, I, I slept with my Bible, like if it was my teddy bear, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and my daughter and I would pray Psalm um, 51 and we would put his name in it. So it was her and I and 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 my buddy Gail and so many people from my church that just just fought and fought and fought in prayer, you know, and, and God restored our marriage. He restored our marriage. And, and um, you know, I, I just when I see marriages going through difficult times, I'm like, if God can restore my marriage. He can restore anyone's marriage yeah. because the things that I went through with my husband and and the things that he said, you know, he would call me one day and, and he's like, you know, I'm sorry, I want to come back home. And then the next day he would say, I don't love you anymore. You know, so it was like an up and down. The emotional roller coaster was so bad that I wanted to sign myself into a hospital to an insane asylum because I really felt like I was going to lose my mind. Yeah. And, and what held me was my daughter. You know, that's what kept me. Um, you know, so we, we got restored our marriage and that was wonderful. Um, but one thing that I didn't tell you too, Mark, is that when he was out there, God showed me a dream of my husband in a hospital and he was very sick. Um, and I, and I remember telling my husband that when my husband left the house, he had a bad liver. He was not supposed to be drinking. All the years with that bad liver while he was home, he wasn't drinking, he was eating good, he was living right, he was doing okay. But that 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 15 months or what have you that he was out, he did such damage to his liver that um, about four or five years later, I started to see some changes in his body that I knew were not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to research them. I finally said, we need to go and see a doctor. Um, and when we went to see the doctor, the doctor said to us, why did you wait so long? You know, you need a liver transplant. Um, and you know, and, and then they were going to put him on that list for the liver transplant. This happened just before the holidays. So my holidays were like, oh my goodness, you know, it was just so hard. Um, um, and then lo and behold, a, a couple of months passed and they told us that they had to remove him from the liver transplant list because, um, his cirrhosis um, had now be, uh, um, grown into liver cancer that had spread. Mm. So basically they were telling us there really wasn't much they could do. Um, you know, um, they, they did a few things to help him. Um, you know, we went through that roller coaster of in and out the hospital. Um, but, uh, you know, the Lord, um, the Lord took my husband with him in April of 2008 and I remember having a hard time and fighting with the Lord. Like, why would you save my marriage to then take him? You know, I, I told I told the Lord the devil won. And I had a Job moment 
because I was in my on my living room floor on my knees crying when after I yelled and carried on with the Lord, he then put me in my place. Mm-hmm. And he said, had I not restored your marriage, you would have anger in your heart right now and unforgiveness. Your husband would not be coming with me and your daughter would be hating men because of what he did. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, you know? And, um, so his faith was restored and and everything too. Okay. His faith was restored. I have, uh, his daughter has his, his, uh, journal, um, that he would write when he would go down to the prayer room, you know, for, for the months before he passed away. And that's something that she holds close to her heart, you know, so God restored him, restored our marriage, restored him, restored him and his daughter's relationship, you know, cause they had such a beautiful relationship. Um, she is now, um, in medical school, her, her dad's death, um, you know, urged her, propelled her to go to medical school to be a doctor, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, as she told, she's now engaged to be married. Um, and she, she told her fiance, she explained to him, look, my dad paid for a lot of my schooling with his, you know, life insurance money. So when I become a doctor, I want to be known as his name you know, um, um, Dr. Nunez, you mm-hmm. know, and her fiance, good man that he is totally understands. He's like, you're going to be my wife. You're going to be Mrs. Ford, but that's okay. You'll be Dr. Nunez. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. So, so, well, that that's, I mean, so many people are in that situation. You know, uh, I, I've been there and I, I have many friends that have counseled many people that, that have been in that situation. And, and unfortunately, well, the, the flip side is now, you know, marriage has become disposable, you know, people. Yes. It, it's, you know, the next person's only a click away. And yes, it, it's, you know, it's, yeah, you know, we were talking about how the goods of Facebook, that's, that's, you know, 80% of marriages or something to that effect named Facebook in, 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 in the divorce. Yeah. yeah. And, Isn't and that something? Because, because we don't, we don't think of them as gods, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you're taken from your thing is, is you loved God more than you mm-hmm. loved anything else. And, mm-hmm. and, and you're willing to put up with whatever, whatever happens. And, and that's mm-hmm. just, that's such, uh, shows your character in a way that you couldn't believe. And I, I thank you so much for sharing it. It definitely was a blessing to my heart. And, and I know I'm going to share this with, with many people. Amen. So Amen. here, here at Amazed by God, we, we like to just get to know you a little bit better. So is there any Bible story, character, verse that you could, you know, would like to quickly share with us? Um, <laughs> my favorite scripture when I was going through this was in Psalm um, 30, 30, verse 5, that says, Weeping may endure for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. I held on to that with everything within me. And I kept saying, my morning is coming. I'm calling forth that morning because it's coming, you know. Amen. And um, and the other one um, that I use now a lot is um, you turns my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy, which is Psalm 30, 11, because I, 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 I worship dance and I and I flag um and you know that's that's what the lord has done that's how i fight my battles is worship and and with my banners that that is awesome uh going along with that is there any song you would like to share with our listeners that we could go listen to on itunes spotify or youtube 
Wow. Well, the song that held that held me back then. Um, oh my gosh, just just thinking about it. Um, I, I believe it was uh, it was called um, "Draw Me Close." No. Draw me close to you. Yeah, yeah. Draw me close to you. It's on the Michael W. Smith worship album. Michael W. Smith. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's oh been on goodness. many other ones too, but that's the first one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That that song just held me because you know I, it, that's that's what I would say to the Lord: just hold me close and don't let me go. Because I, if 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 God did not hold me close, I definitely would have lost my mind because of everything that I went through, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even share not even a third of the things that, that my husband did and that that woman did to me and, and, and what they put me through and what have you, you know, and it was only God, only God who mm-hmm. kept me together because he held me close, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. And that's such a powerful, powerful worship song. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's such great. Well, thank you so much, Dee, for being here. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, and so for Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library, uh, we will actually, this will be the last podcast of 2019, so we will see you next year. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.